in fact, Robert De Niro's character in real life was banging Henry Hill's wife. Beautiful story. Just a beautiful I don't tale. know why they left that out. That would have been fun. Um, every it, th- This movie's been so influential in my life. Every time someone's ever called me funny, I've beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. them Did you know down. Henry Hill... <laughs> You know who I can't fucking stand? Mm. I can't stand people who don't answer their phones. And not like not like a, oh, I missed you, I'll call you back kind of thing. Like, I always miss you. I mean, there are people, I think there are people in everybody's lives that they just don't do it. It's not something they, they do. They never pick up the phone. They don't answer their phone. They don't talk on the phone. And we're all busy, guys. Nick's very busy. He texts a lot. But Nick will always answer the phone. We we answer the phone. There are certain people who it's just not a, a done thing. Nick's not a big guy on answering the phone. I will use most of the time because of working in podcasting, my phone is on do not disturb 90% of the time. So it'll go straight to voicemail. I will call back. I do get irritated. Dylan will do the call. And then if you miss it, there'll be no text like, Hey, just need to talk about this. Right. He'll just, he'll oh, just, I, oh, I right, didn't know that right. was uh, that proper. Uh, co- uh, I think code. it's a pr- younger people <laughs> get anxiety ridden when there's a phone call. It could be something bad. Just say what it's about. But Dylan, <clears throat> if you don't answer, you'll just see him the next time you see him. And it, and yeah, it, I'm not a fan of texting. I don't. I don't like the medium of communication. I much prefer a phone call, and it's quicker. But couldn't you let so- someone know what it's about? No, because because when the call's missed, the assumption is I'll call you back. Yeah. And when it's a close relationship, I mean, we we call each other constantly. You can assume that there is nothing super urgent. In fact, given my patterning, you would think. If it's urgent, he's going to text me that it's urgent. But if I don't text you, it's just a call. That's a that's a fair point. Also, Dylan, uh, when he's on phone calls, and and we'll get it on some of our like client calls that we're on now because we're filling up our ad buys. Dylan will sometimes it's a little hard for him to get to the point as so? I might doing. There's oh really bit, a little bit of just like I oh think wow we, we're really f- fucking throwing shots across the bow right now. I'm trying to keep. I, I I'm not. Oh, was it a segue? No, I'm not upset about this. I like no, but 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 I'm but, keeping but, you light. I, 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 no, 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 but 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 I what actually haven't do, derived that. I think he's uh, quick into the point. Oh no, I, I, I crush on it on ad sales calls. But what were you talking about? I just I just uh, took you while get the point sometimes. So that's why I, I am. <laughs> How I, about me? You're we're on off. Get, All right, then I agree with you about is, Yeah, yeah. No, so that's part of my anxiety of not What's an example of that of me not getting to the point on an ad sale call? I don't even know. I'll point it out the next time. I'll be like, Dylan. Well, excuse the person. You know, excuse Athletic Greens. Say, excuse me for a minute, Athletic Greens. Dylan, you're doing that thing. Please. <laughs> next time we're on an ad call and I'm doing it, please do that. We should start. Because these people mean nothing. They're just, they're, they're oh, whoa, faceless whoa, no, no, people. No, 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 they no. Work they mean a, everything No, no, no. Our they're advertisers do. One. But but the, the intermediaries, oh, yeah. the bloated middlemen who just... Wheel and deal. The ad agencies—they mean nothing. They're reading off of a script. But if we do get, you can actually hear tell they're reading it off a script. One hundred percent. If we do get word that someone, like a decision maker at like Athletic Greens, the CEO of Athletic Greens, and their their calls will hop on because he's very passionate about his product. We all three of us do need to be on that call and just kind of do our thing, you know, right. dance for him. So dance they show. Monkey, yeah. Once they sh- I get my psychiatry appointment and I do figure <laughs> out what is wrong with me, I will preempt and tell the people that if I make them 
them uncomfortable. It's not them. But the thing about people that don't answer their phones is that it's rarely ever someone who would be in a position where they don't have time to answer their phones. It's usually just somebody who doesn't do it. And there's no justifiable reason for it. Like, what do you work at fucking CAA? What do you, are you in the mail room? You can't answer. No, you're just a fucking stoner and you don't answer your phone. It's unbelievably infuriating because I'm not a texter. But anyways, this is another podcast show. It's a show where we gab and goof about really whatever is the top of mind. I'm and Dylan saddled up next to one real Nicholas Davis. What's going on, everybody? Pat producer of the podcast over there behind my glass. Great to be here. I stepped on Dylan twice there, and I apologize. I mean, what but were I w- you thinking? I would like to say on this free APS, we got to take advantage of these PSA more. I know he likes it conversational, but I yeah. want to let the audience. got to make some money. I want the, to let the audience know we do a second one of these every week at patreon.com slash another podcast network. And a lot of the juicier stuff there is there. Like mm-hmm. Dylan is going to fight Mitch McConnell, and I've got some more stuff cooking for that. Don't worry about it. We're going to get this attention. last episode of APS on Patreon, the new one. I think it's called um, John McCain was a terrible pilot. Well, he was (laughs) so funny. Such a great episode. So go there if you uh, have not yet already gone there. All three of us weigh in on one of the hottest raging Internet debates. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (sighs) My favorite part about that that um, that segment was Pat did that Trump impression and we were all laughing about it. And then Nick Turk took ownership over the segment crushing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I wound you guys uh, up uh, and I let you go. Genius move by this guy. Uh, other PSAs. We've got a live show coming up. Live show with Kay Casey, um, July Kay 13th. Casey, real life with Kay Casey, July 13th, Irvine Improv. Um, Majority of people have to pay, but I think that we have one fan who uh, deserves, uh, you know, so much more. But the least, it. the least we can do is. I'm give, actually uh, going to call it even after we do this forum. Right, but right, Gray, right. we got two tickets waiting for you. You and a plus one are only a Tackhawk tier, tier, which is our hundred dollar tier at Patreon.com slash Another Podcast Network, where you can buy a minute of our airwaves. Congratulate someone, no wish someone well, brainer. advertise a product. A hundred dollars a month, do that. We we get. Way more than that for ads. Well, great. You got two free tickets. You can hang out with us. I'll buy a drink. And we're even after Absolutely. Um, so, lots to get into tonight. Um, before the mics heated up, Nick had spoken about um, losing a vindictive streak when um, in conflict with others, be they family, co-workers, friends. Right? I've recently acquired a new enemy who, which, uh, yeah. in my immediate rage, I, I really want to destroy his career and, and basically just embarrass him in front of everyone he knows. But I know deep down that's not uh, re- the best revenge is life well lived. And oh. honestly, like, you know, I I run a little hot. You know, we've all gotten to arguments before. I can get pretty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I can go for the jugular, and and I often try to force feed my viewpoint onto others until they have a complete understanding, as though they are me understanding it and feeling the way that I feel about it. And don't I'm, beat yourself up. We all have a decent amount of venom reserve. Uh, yes, if need be. But I realized the other day that that is not the correct approach in life. And not because it's toxic, but because it lacks the efficacy of killing with kindness. And people had always said, kill him with kindness, be zen, be detached. But it's, it's too theoretical. I, I could never buy into something that I hadn't experienced firsthand. 
And the other day, I experienced it. It was on the 10, a horrific road. Horrible freeway in Los Angeles. A horrific road heading to Santa Monica. Uh, going about 50 miles an hour, slowing down because we were approaching a wall of bumper-to-bumper traffic. And a man slams on his horn, speeds behind me, stops next to me, starts flipping me off, and then drives forward, obviously slams on his brakes because he's barreling towards stopped cars. And then we are naturally stopped right next to each other because we're in a parking lot, right? Um, A slowly moving parking lot. And so uh, I, uh, you left out a detail. You're on the phone with me. I'm on the phone with you. So, um, oh, nice. So I hear it all. <laughs> so, so I roll down my window and I go, what did you want me to do? Nice. I love it. And this man, because I was genuinely curious about why he was so upset. He was smoking a Swisher Sweet. He was, um, and, and or a, a cigarette. A cigarillo, one of those thin ones. It'd be funny if he had a tip of real black in there. and mild. You know, like, uh... and, and and this is not to be racial. He was not a black guy. I'm just trying to paint a picture. Don't. I was talking about what. Don't he was freak me out with the. Uh, Why'd you have to say he was? God black? damn it! I feel like I'm being tried by Joseph McCarthy every time I get in this room. Fuck. So. I go. What? What did you want me to do? It's your fault, though. You said I think I might be a communist. That was half of one of your segments. Anyway. So he goes, maybe don't drive like a fucking bitch in your piece of shit car. (laughs) You should have said it's my wife's. (laughs) Did you hear the response? I heard an exchange. Yeah. Well, actually mainly him talking to himself. He's like, this fucking guy just flipped me (laughs) off. And then you, and then he, you can tell Dylan's not listening to me because I don't know that he's in, in this engaging rage. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. So I think we need to order like three of those tables for the next meeting. He's like, hold on, Pat. What do you want me to do? Like, yeah. Now I was a little bit more calm than that because I genuinely was curious. I was in a good place that morning and I, he drove off. I pulled up next to him again. I rolled down my window again. And I said, we were going towards stop traffic. And he said, uh, drive faster. It's a fucking freeway. Of course, you're driving in a piece of shit fucking Prius. You know what? You white privileged piece of shit. Go on with your day. Go on with your day, white boy. And I was like. He was what? He, he was not black? No, no, no. He wasn't black. I. He was a. It would be funny if he's white. It'd be funny. This is what it. Yeah. No, no, no. He was. Uh, I. I don't know. Some kind of not uh, white. Not white. Okay. He was BIPOC. He was uh, what we're all going to look like in a hundred years. Yeah. So, um, he drives away, and it's kind of racist, though, of him. Well, no, because you have to be. Why bring color into it? You can't be at the top of a hierarchical structure to. Oh, uh, right, you can't right. experience racism if you're at the top of a. Hierarchical Forgive me. I need structure. to. Reflect Do on the myself. Just treating Dylan like shit because he's white is not racism, you idiot. Idiot. You right. fucking idiot. I already said I'm going to do the work. So he drives away, and I can't help it. I go one more time. I pull up next to him, and I roll down my window, and he rolls down his, and he just looks at me, and he goes, Come on, buddy. He goes, What? And I said, Hey, just have a good day, dude. And he looked at me and he said, you too. And then he said, hey, your mirror is broken. Did a motorcyclist do that? 
And I said, okay, you don't need to. We're not friends. We're, we're not. We're not friends. Remember, you call me a fucking piece of shit. You've done so many bad things to me. We're not. We're not buddies. But I saw in him a crushing defeat. I saw in him a anvil-like realization that what he had done was way out of line, and it felt better than us flipping one another off. And ending in this this fizzling out of aggression, nothing is really... It's trench warfare. You've gone this way, then you take two steps back. Well, it's not trench warfare. People would kill each other in trench. trench. Patrick, oh. let me do the metaphor here, okay. right? Okay. It's an ineffective form of battle, right? It's bloody. But nobody really makes any ground up either way. Oh, that's you know? your point. But this way, absorbing his hate, and then spitting it back as though they were daisies and seeing him feel my kindness, it really defeated him in a way I, I, I haven't felt that kind of crushing blow to somebody ever before. And now that I've felt it, I really cannot wait to absorb more harm and spit out more dandelions. I mean, it's unbelievably powerful. It's yeah. such a it's such a strong visualization too. I will just say, like some sometimes you you need daggers and not dandelions. Sometimes, yes. I have lots of thoughts on this. <laughs> right. Okay. So, whenever you get into the screen, I'm going to get more the, uh, Morgan Beaujolais. Okay. Real quick. Whenever you get in the screaming match with, the, and this can happen on any day in Los Angeles, obviously throughout America, but Los Angeles. We're really tightly wound here. We are fucking ready to explode at any minute because of all the things that are being thrown at us. You know, maybe the small town living, there's not these things that escalate this quickly. I could be wrong saying this. I think it's super condescending and other people have troubles that uh, make them uh, tense. But anyways, I'm not saying that. I'm saying how many how many interactions on a given day on any given freeway in Los Angeles where people are giving each other the middle finger, they're threatening to beat the shit out of each other. You don't other. think that, that point's valid? No, I actually wanted to apologize after he... Uh, clarified. Yeah, my, clarified. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a kinetic kind of toxicity that gets up under everybody's his, his guts point, His point was the number of interactions while running that hot, not that other people don't have trouble. Yeah, certainly they Sorry. do. Sorry. Right. But... Here, you know, I'm a man of a certain age, and I've noticed that because I own things, I less want to get into those entanglements. Right. In my younger years, it would happen multiple times a week. Maybe it's because you're a little bit younger, Dylan, where uh, I no longer I have those a lot of it, road but... things necessarily that, that happen. Maybe I welcomed them yeah. or I helped escalate them. But now I'm like, I, I just get concerned because, well, not concerned, but... My mental state is... You're saying you own your daughter? No, no, no. I own a home. Oh, got it. So now if I get out of the car and I start p throwing punches at the guy... The lawsuit can bite deeper into your skin. Correct. Right. We were all on different wavelengths because I, <laughs> I thought, thought... he said he owned his daughter. I thought he was saying like he owns the his mistakes, the things he's oh, done. Oh, right, right. right. You, know, well, you I, own... And I thought he was saying, I don't want to get into fights anymore because I don't want to leave my daughter fatherless. But no, he was talking he about getting get sued. sued right? <laughs> you seem like you had a pretty good day with that interaction. Yeah, I did. All right. I, I learned a new weapon. I have a new weapon in my arsenal. Well, That's a, unbelievable. It's Dandelions. A, it's a good one but i'd say the better weapon is just ignore it but as human beings we can't do that well i can't but i i like uh, same thing Ignoring i don't it. feel good when i have one of those interactions and then you drive off and then you start your brain starts going down that reptile way it's like i have a scenario where we pull over 
and then I break that man's sure. neck, but he deserved it. Right, but here's why why I don't think um, a a complete um, ignoring of the situation is is effective because some people feel good when they do that. They it think feel, you back down, or right? Something. It feels good for me sometimes when I am running late, as I often am. Uh, to honk at someone, drive past them, see them, like identify the face of the idiot that was driving mm-hmm. 55 miles an hour, and then move on. I feel good and yummy well, about myself. Well, how do you feel but about... But if you encounter somebody and you're kind to them and you kill them with those said dandelions, then I think it's more effective. Well, here's an interaction. So you're like they're I, Ukraine I, I have this rule. Yeah, exactly. I don't look at my the phone ghost of Kiev. Wh- <laughs> while I'm driving. I don't look at my phone while I'm driving. I don't text or any of that stuff. When I'm at a stoplight, that's when I'll check in. And I know that's bad too. But occasionally I start reading a text and this happens where the person will give a little toot behind you because it's a green light and you haven't, you know, uh, hit the accelerator. One thing that I think an I'm, inexcusable uh, crime, of course, and I yeah. think I'm and, evolved. Yes, him. Yeah, yeah. And if you're at a green light, I would say there is there should be a rule. If you are if you're at a stoplight. No, no, no. If you are at well, excuse me, if you're at an arrow, if you're in the beginning of a line of cars at an arrow. There is no emergency on planet Earth that you should, should pick up your phone. Your you cannot look at your phone. Because you got to hit that, that green light have, when that arrow shows up. It's valuable traffic right, sign right, in Los right, Angeles. Right, hold on, hold on. Sorry. So here's my point. I feel like I'm evolved because if that ever happens to me and someone gives me the little toot, right? And, and uh, very often, you'll the person that honked the horn behind you, uh, you'll pull up next to each other at the next light. And now you can see the person that was annoyed by you right. by looking at your phone, obviously. Yeah. And what I think is more evolved in me is that I like acknowledge, yes, I did hold you up. And now we are basically car to car. I can see the face of the person that I held up for five, four seconds. Yeah. And I don't need to go, what the fuck was that? Right, right, right. I'm cool. Like, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm evolved. Right, right. Well, I, I mean... That's, Don't you have to that's look? That's just being in the wrong and accepting it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, hot had a younger Patty would have been like annoyed by that, especially if the uh, toot toot was a little too long. You're yeah, like, a, yeah. uh, but right, right, here's right. how I'm more of a. Don't we always have to look at the person that did the? You got to see who it was. Oh, you got to. But I, here's why I'm more evolved than you. Say I'm in the other position. I love this competition. Now, because of the experience that I've had, I'm completely detached. I do not see this as a competition, right? I see us all wading through sand together. And, it's quite a transformation. And I only <laughs> use this <laughs> And I only use this as like a common trope that people say about like being evolved. Like I feel like I'm the least evolved. Look at my brow line. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I feel like I and your teeth and my teeth and my teeth, uh, but that's because honestly, because of all and the- also the way that you swallow food like a boa constrictor. You know, there's I know that we evolved from monkeys and stuff like that, but first we were the slimy things that would eat burritos the way that you do. So sorry, that he cleans his uh, face with a burrito too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's Who needs actually that? done that with the arm of the ox, the inside of a burrito soaked in queso. You can just wipe your beard with that too. Though I'm not quite as evolved as you, you could. <laughs> See how you guys got to where you are when I was looking for innovations like how do I wipe my face right now? Oh, tortilla. Right. But anyways, I'm more evolved than Pat in that say I'm the guy behind Pat. Right. Uh, and he's on his phone and the light turns green. Yeah. I'll just give you a little honk. I'm not I'm not fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. I've been there, brother. <laughs> I was probably live betting the Oilers plus 150. Never yeah. watched hockey. Did you get that bet in? Uh yeah, but I missed it. 
We got plus 105. Uh, they were plus 150 during a power play. We'll see how it ends up. Oh, God. Okay. But anyways, yeah. So I'll just give them a little two just to let them know. And then and then they'll be like, oh, my bad. I'll be like, oh, no, it's so good. And then, yeah. Like, there you go. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I can get to where I'm going faster. Yeah. And then we've got my dad who drives around with a knife and a pistol in his, in his truck in Virginia. What we're talking about, like driving uh, ethics. Dylan, I sent you an image. This was earlier today. I want to know your thoughts on this because I think we might have uh, different uh, thoughts on this. Um, so, uh, this is an image of me driving down Ventura Boulevard. Now, um, where I want to take a right on cold water. Yeah. So I'm behind this car who also wants to take a right, even though they don't have the blinker on, but, uh, are you talking about the Scion? So nope. The one in front, the white car. So there's, uh, oh, two, the BMW X5, three lanes here. As you can see, there's the BMW X5 is essentially a uniform for an asshole. It's, it's a mobile hmm. uniform for a piece of shit. Well, uh, he's. Yeah, I guess he's making that trope. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. that stereotype is yeah. actually correct because he is in the furthest lane over where uh, we need to take a right, but he wants to take a left. Obviously, it's a bad photo, so he's the, just he, going to stay can, there. He cannot have possibly taken a left. He took a left, but he held us up at that fucking light. A left, light. or he went straight. Uh, well, he wanted to take a left, so he actually did. Uh, he make a left on Coldwater Canyon. He made a left on Coldwater. Okay, now now people people talk about me being la- la- lacking empathy, and I said that I need to sit down with a psychiatrist and figure out what's going on. But that person should possibly face capital punishment because what we have. In- oh, you see the green light. So what he did is he held up traffic yes. of three different lanes yes. of where they want to go because he desired. Right. To make a left turn yeah. into oncoming traffic. Now, think if this of, even looks like, and maybe I'm seeing it wrong. I'm not seeing a left turn arrow. This is actually, he's oh, crossing no, no, no. five. This, this is one, two, three, five, and then a left turn arrow. Yeah. He wants to go through here, but he's waiting on these cars coming this way. So he will hold up. And by the way, there's traffic behind us. It's hey, a, we need you on mic and camera. Yeah, we need you on mic and camera. And I don't think it's that crazy to say that this person should be taken out of Gen Pop and taken off planet right. Earth. Because hang on, what you have inside this brain is in a an insanity, an irreparable. It, it, this kind Thank of thing isn't rehabilitatable. No, this is this someone person is in a them. fucking psychopath. We can't have people walking around that think this way. I mean, imagine thinking that because you need to do this, everyone on that side of Coldwater and the, or the, this side of Ventura and that side of Ventura mean nothing because you have to do, do what, what you, you have, have to, do. to do. Okay, I'm so glad you said that, Nick. I want to get your thoughts in a second. Do so you just, think he should be killed? I was pissed, and but I didn't even need to get anywhere fast, but I was like, wow, that's fucking rude. I'm going to whip out my camera because it was taking so long. Like, you gave me enough time to go, oh, this is an asshole. I'll mention this on the show. Um, I was going to get a video, but it was too dangerous because I told you everybody just minutes ago, I'm not going to look at my phone when uh, when it's uh, the light screen. So uh, this fucking asshole held up traffic for maybe it was 45 seconds, but those are 45 seconds where I, Dylan, I can evaluate that this person is a monster in every other aspect of their life. This person, if they... Huh. I don't want to say if they were put in Hitler's position would have done the same thing. But I don't think I'm far off. Louis C.K. has a bit about this, about how okay. people, you know, will just mash their way through four. And Louis, Louis C.K. is a problematic figure. Just Jesus Christ. 
but he, he mashes their way across four lanes and they go, I'm so, I don't know what to do. This is all I can do. I can't do anything like as though they feel justified in doing this. I mean, it's a sickness that needs to get snuffed out of. No, because we're, we're decent people and we we're need, fucked up people. We're, you know, we're podcasters. And again, Pat, we just need you on mic. We've been doing it for five years. You just got to talk into the, <laughs> in, into the microphone. But I, I, we're all on the same page. This guy's a huge piece of shit. I don't know if I would execute him if I had the choice. Right. Uh, but we are on the same page. <clears throat> huge piece of shit. Now let's get into gray areas. Say you're approaching. There's no one in this right lane. You're approaching that van that was up there. Can we can we bring up the visual aid again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, you're approaching. You're going straight. There's no one in the right lane. You think you could time it out so you could possibly get around the stop car to, and not if you're not holding up. I do that shit. Well, you might hurt someone or kill someone. And no, no. How a, how would you kill someone? You're you're coming up behind this van. He's at a complete stop. There's less traffic at this moment. There's no one in the right lane. Okay. So you're driving up, you see, oh, the other the other side on Ventura it turns yellow. So you could possibly if you slide need, into the right uh, without even braking and go straight and pass those guys. Here's what you guys. do, Nick. You have your hand waving out the window, letting everybody know, hey, hey, can I, can I, and you do this little if thing. You, but I'm not even saying um, a if moment you where you need have to make to get an in, aggressive I'm saying move. I think I can seamlessly, without braking, drive past this guy. And not that's fine. That's not what we're talking about, though. I mean, that's, I'm gray that, area. That's, but uh, would you do it? You do the same thing. Yes, I would. If, if, if you, you've gone straight from that right lane. If you can do it quickly and without causing people behind you to break, I mean that's that's nothing compared to what this guy does. Uh, let's do a hypothetical. Uh, John Q. What's a worse crime? What John Q. did or what this guy did? Uh, he's the one who went to the hospital because they wouldn't give treatment to his kid. Yeah. I don't see a crime with John. Yeah, exactly. This guy is worse than someone who held an entire ho a hospital hostage. Mm. That's what I'm trying to say here. I am not going to bury my son. I'm going to bury this guy in this BMW after I put a bullet in his head. Um, so, uh, uh, Want a Segui somewhere? Well. You know Ray Liotta died today, you know. I was thinking Goodfellas put a bullet in his head, that kind of Segui. Oh, yeah. I still can't believe I Venmoed this fucking person 175 dollars they didn't even say thank you just unbelievable the entitlement of these kids or women who are a decade older than you <laughs> so um ray ray leota passed away today yeah he did um and why do we think that happened do we think that it was because chantix bored holes in his frontal lobe <laughs> what do we think happened with ray because he was 67 years old that's a little young a little bit young, yeah. yeah. Has anybody looked up Chantix stock price? I'm sure it's owned by Pfizer. Yeah, I don't think they're a publicly and it's traded unaffected. company. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's crazy. Chantix has a stock price. It's de I mean, it's definitely it's part of a public company. Yeah, so it's of course. There's no antitrust in this country, so it's probably owned by one of the. This guy had quite a run, though. I know 67 is a is is young. <clears throat> you know, uh, if you've accomplished nothing, yeah, it's very young. And he's accomplished a lot. A lot. This guy's lived quite a fucking life. Quite a you life. know, he was a soap star in the late 70s and the early 80s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What shows? I think it was uh, The Young and the Restless, I think. Wow. Embarrassed. Yeah. Then, uh, by the way, you never did that uh, E&O for that uh, big fucking mess up you did with that broad from uh, uh, 
God, I can't. So let's play the chant. You're right. Hold on, hold on. I want to memorialize this guy. He's done amazing work on screen. Did you guys know that he was in Fields of Dreams? Mm Mm-hmm. Chulis Joe Jackson. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, He also was nominated for a Golden Globe uh, for... um, God, Jesus, I'm sorry. Pulling this up right now. This is a terrible eulogy. I mean, Uh, imagine uh, if this was live. For Unlawful Entry in 1992. He was also in the film uh, Copland. Hannibal. Very famous scene in Hannibal where fucking Hannibal is eating his... his He's cutting his brain off. He's oh. feeding him his own brain. In the second, uh, the second one was Hannibal. Yeah. That was Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I saw that he died. Didn't see any other memorial. I didn't realize how much he like. I knew both of these answers. I've seen Field of Dreams. I've, I, me and my grandma watched it. They cut off his fucking skull, and he was, he was basically, uh, Hannibal was basically eating his brains out, like, like it was a. Uh, you were pulling apart facility. It was facility? a tough scene to watch. Pasta. I actually thought that was a low point in his career. It that looked he like showed. pasta. Can you imagine hey, his agent calling like, hey, good news. I got a big movie coming up. Bad news. Uh, we're, they're going to eat your brain. <laughs> well, if you told me Anthony Hopkins was doing it, I'd be like, he can fucking eat whatever well, he obviously wants. Obviously, he did those calculations done and done. Done and done. It was a ridiculous scene. Though. And one of his finest pieces of work is this Chantix commercial, which is one of my favorite pieces of commercial media I've ever seen. Um, can we talk about Goodfellas, though, really quickly? Sure. Can I don't... we quickly talk about a little bit more Hannibal? I think it would have been a funny if, like... Because Ray Liotta... Have you, have you seen it? Dylan? No. Oh, yeah. Oh. So he... he It's the prequel to Silence of the Lambs. No. No, sequel. Red, sequel. Red Dragon is the prequel. Yep. Okay, well. Also called Manhunter. They redid that one. Hey, good job. You, though, <laughs> though you have not seen it, Dylan, you have apparently equal knowledge of the film. Yeah, it's astounding. Me. But, but <laughs> yeah. in this scene, nonetheless, uh, they take off his skull. Yeah. They, they take it off. And Ray Liotta is still alive. He has him hopped up on painkillers. Sitting this at the all, table. Yeah, I'm aware of all this. Oh, yeah. having, having dinner. I think it would have been funny, yeah. now that you have that background, is after like, I had the background five minutes ago. Every time he like took like a fork out of his brain, he was like Or he like started crying or like did stuff. You know, yeah, to, turn it into like a Peter Sellers kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Different kind of movie. Really though, bump know? up the spookiness. Mm. Yeah. All of a sudden Ray's like, I shit my pants. <laughs> okay. It was a disturb <laughs> you know, that's an underrated movie, I have to tell you, with Hannibal. It's really fun because Yeah, it's supposed to be fantastic. This Rich billionaire, rich kid who uh, inherited a ton of money. He was partying with Hannibal in his 20s. Hannibal talked him into, while they were uh, on a heroin binge, into cutting off his own face and feeding it to a dog. So when he came about years later, he's like, you know what? I'm going to catch that motherfucker. I know the FBI has been looking for Hannibal for the last 15 years. I'm pretty sure he's in Rome, and I'm going to find him. And that's what the whole movie's about, this billionaire bank. Yeah, it's supposed to be a very, very good movie. It's fun, except it gets weird uh, when... Uh, There's uh, a pig Ray- scene, right? There's well, a they wanna, he wants to feed them to pigs at the end of the movie. It's it's a great movie. You gotta, maybe we'll watch it together. It's fun. I watched Except it. for that part where Ray Liotta eats his own brain. Yeah, yeah and shits his pants. <laughs> and then dies. It doesn't lift his hands up. Yeah. But I watched it with my grandma, <clears throat> and uh, I was too young, and I didn't get any of what you just explained what a what a plot that's pretty good yeah yeah um so he's done a lot of great stuff and then i'd like also, to talk about goodfellas really quick oh yeah well, one thing one last thing i always love when people have a good tv run he did that shades of blue with jennifer lopez for three fucking seasons too 
I mean, this guy has never really stopped working. The only disturbing part of his Let's life. Let's pause. Let's pause. Can you change your computer battery so it doesn't sleep every seven minutes? So you just said I love when people have good TV runs. What did, what did you say? Yeah, did good you say? TV runs. And then three years with Jennifer Lopez yeah. on, on Pacific Blue. Blue or something. Okay. So a couple things to break down. I know there, where he's going. Right. With this. So one, I love. Yeah. I love good TV runs. Like, what's that sense? Right. Like, paycheck. But, but no, it's that other your examples paycheck. Like, what of you, are enjoying you talking about when people have good TV runs. What's another instance of you loving this? Good TV runs. You love good TV runs. What does that mean? Okay, I'll explain it to you. One other person. But All it's right. nonsense, so you don't have to explain <laughs> no, it. I don't like when people, they were uh, made some money, made some movies, and then they love acting, uh, and then you never see them in anything ever again. They wither away. They just, well, they probably stay at their house that they bought from the TV money. Then they do pills and start drinking mimosas at 11 a.m., right. and then they uh, just uh, disappear into uh, obscurity. Sure. Before you finish, I would like to give some of this crow for Dylan to eat. <laughs> Great point, Pat. Mm-hmm. Great point. So, it's nice to see someone that was been nominated for Golden Globes, and he's still on the hunt. You he love was, him still working. You want him, I, I you want him, want him working. When he died in the Dominican Republic, wherever the fuck he was filming that movie, when I heard he was down there, I was like, they said it was a heart attack. I actually, I'll probably respect him more if there was a little boogie shuggy in there. You know oh, how mean? could there not be? Well, they haven't good amount of it. coke and rum but um the second part of that he was hearing helicopters was um so it was i love when people have good tv runs mm-hmm. and then what what followed that was surely just objectively not a good tv run right well, it was three four. seasons with jennifer lopez well, on know, shades of blue was it if called? said with intentional Look, irony hilarious first but off it was, you are a tv <laughs> snob my buddy, I'm not a TV all my snob. friends that uh, that have visited me, I always ask them, like, you know, from Massachusetts, my buddy Barry came out here a couple years ago. I was like, so what are you watching? What are you and the family watching? Kings he and said, Queens. Oh, we love Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, yeah. They like that TV. I don't think they're dumber for it. Maybe they're more evolved than me because they can go, I can just watch this show. I know how No, I, I don't think they're dumber for it. Um, Pat, you watch 90 Day Fiance, Love After Lockup. How is that any different than Fresh Off the Boat? Yeah. Good it's point. all it's all drivel. It's just lobotomy for an they hour. They are monetizing it. That's their fucking Good. problem. Good point. All right. So he did all this great work, and I hope you know. So let's talk about Goodfellas. One of his uh, his greatest work. Yes. Right. Um, By the way, we're eulogizing Ray Liotta yeah. right now. So oh, yeah. take this as a eulogy for Ray Liotta. Overrated. Goodfellas. Absolutely not. No. Overrated. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. No, seems like a- that movie is can be watched over and over and over the, again. The watchability of it is insane. What what does a movie need to be to you, Dylan, than to be watchable? Well, the 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 tricky thing with uh, my favorite movies and is they're pretentious. No, they're not pretentious. I mean, Apocalypse Now is a little pretentious, but. Also, I mean, they they are lumped in with other films of that ilk. So it's tough to not compare them. Like when I watch Goodfellas, I know it's different, but it's just not anywhere near The Godfather. It's just not as good. Well, it's different. It's different, but it's not different. It's a gangster movie. You know what I mean? It just doesn't have the same patina that The Godfather does. And I think it's a little dated. And also, I just have never bought Joe Pesci as an intimidating character. 
He's four foot seven and he's got a temper problem. And I don't know why he hasn't been killed five minutes into any movie that he's in. Mm. You know, I understand he's a made man and stuff. I don't think it's an overrated movie. I think it's a fantastic movie, but um, let's get a quite a bit of credit. Let, let me say this about Goodfellas. By the way, it got robbed that year. Should have gotten best picture. Do you know what uh, won that year? I know Kramer versus Kramer won over Apocalypse Now, which is one of the greatest crimes in the history of uh, the Academy. Dancing with Wolves. Well, it was a great movie. That was a great movie too, but I don't think it was good. Not as good as good. I mean, when Dancing is that the sequel to Dances? Yes. No. Yes. All right. Here's my thing with Goodfellas. The first viewing that I ever saw. I think I fucked that up. It's one of those movies. A, a million percent. I think yes. it's probably over two hours, and I was watching with my buddy Sully, who'd already seen it. And it got to the part where uh, they started killing all the other gangsters and they play that great song by uh, Eric Clapton and Layla, that beginning part. Mm -hmm. You see the guy frozen in the fucking uh, car. The meat you see yeah. the pink Cadillac, the dead married couple right. in there. Right. And I'm like, this movie's almost over, right? And my buddy yeah. Sully turned me, he's like, oh, no. Uh, there's still more. Yeah, and I was then so excited There's for this it. weird, like, non-committal coke the frenzy the 80s. that is like... It hits, but it kind of doesn't hit at the same time. It seems like it's a little out of place. When he's walking her down the alley, he's going to kill his wife. I mean, that part, is it's just like, it's a little... A uh, little, because uh, the story, uh, that scene never happened. That actually never happened. With uh, Hank Henry, or what's his name? Hank Hill. Henry Hill. Well, yeah. no, no, no. You're, are you talking about when uh, more, uh, more uh, Polly said, hey, uh, with uh, yes. Henry Hill's Come wife. Come on down here. I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that was Robert De Niro's character. Sorry. Uh, that never that never actually happened. In fact, Robert De Niro's character in real life was banging Henry Hill's wife. Beautiful story. Just a beautiful I don't tale. know why they left that out. That would have been fun. Um, every it, th This movie has been so influential in my life. Every time someone's ever called me funny, I've beat the shit out of them. And <laughs> yeah. shot them Did you know funny. Henry Hill actually at some point when he was in, uh, what do you call that, private custody? Or uh, what do you call that? Uh, witness protection. Witness protection. He actually lived in Simi Valley and got into crystal meth dealing at some point. And then did more time. Good for him, dude. Once you uh, get a taste, you you really can't stop. You mm -hmm. know what a what an awesome. How eloquent of me. How does that work? Can you get like extra charges? You're yeah. a whole new. Person. They put them in jail. Oh yeah, they're just they like, took them out. They're like, you blew it, you idiot. <laughs> now if you fucking they kill you, you're you know. And then uh, oh, Whitey, by the way, his real name is Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Can you believe he was walking among us in Santa Monica yeah, Boulevard he was just for 25 years? Third Street years? Promenade, picking up fucking around. iPhones, walking around. So we got to wrap the show up oh, oh, with yeah. um, some of his greatest work. No, I think his best work. Oh well, we absolutely have to play the Chantix commercial. <laughs> well, it's his best work. My wife came home three years ago. She was in Brentwood working, and he was at a fucking Gelson's there. She came home. She goes. I just saw, who's that Italian guy from the Good. I go, uh, I, we finally got on the same page. I'm like, Ray, Ray Liotta? She's like, yeah, he must have had some plastic surgery or something. He had the stitches in the side of his face. She said he looked like fucking Frankenstein. Well, it was probably Chantix. Let's take a listen. I quit smoking with Chantix. <laughs> I tried cold turkey. I tried the pack. Speaking of dances with wolves, he looks like a wolf here. I mean, he looks yeah, he like does. if an orc had sex with a He looks like a Siberian wolf. husky <laughs> yes. without the hair. It's terrifying. Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. He's I on something here, by the way. Gonna work for me until I try Chantix. Uh, something else. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. <laughs> now, 
the side effects of genetics are, I mean, a horrifying scroll. The kind of scroll that when, unf- what is it, unfill? What's, what's unfurled. Unfurled will roll across an entire room. The bit that we've done many times oh, on this right. show is, you know, I... <laughs> You imitate. I, I threw a, a cup of coffee at, at my wife's head this morning because <laughs> she didn't get the newspaper. But at least I'm not smoking because I'm on Chantix. I'm shitting blood. <laughs> but I haven't picked up a cigarette in three days because I'm on Chantix. Chantix. Um, God, what a beautiful eulogy we've done tonight. We're not done yet. Man. Play the rest of the commercial. Yeah, and, it gets uh, better. I, I, I This guy, when I saw this commercial, I'm like, what is he on? I lose minimum a couple hundred dollars every week in that MMA, but <clears throat> chantix. I have 14 holes in my drywall, but thank God I don't smoke anymore because of chantix. When you try to quit smoking with or without yeah. chantix, you oh, might have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people <laughs> no. had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, or, a script. <laughs> or suicidal thoughts or actions with chantix. Serious side effects. Okay, so we gotta symptoms. roll this back. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, <laughs> depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse harder blood vessel problems, Sleepwalking or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life threatening. Stop chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental well, He's at home now. He's no longer. Can you go back set. actually four yeah. seconds again? Use caution when and pause quick. Provider. This commercial ran every four seconds for two years, right? What is not said with the voiceover is on bottom screen it says stop chantix if you notice swelling of the face mouth throat a rash peeling skin or blisters i mean this is literally they're hitting you from all angles. all senses it's this <laughs> weird kind of fine print thing where what chantix is is small doses of cyanide <laughs> that eventually will kill you but you'll be in so much excruciating physical and mental anguish that you won't want to smoke, to smoke. <laughs> he died on chantix <laughs> it, it's uh actually a really interesting uh thing of language like nothing on its own is mm. toxic right there's just toxic levels of anything yes for sure. chantix it's like quantum it mechanics is significantly lower than most most can you, can you imagine if the 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 scene uh, the crime scene today when they went in there and took pictures of his dead body and then there is a photo of a, a chantix siggy there whatever what is chantix is it a pill or something i don't know but it, a, a package that says chantix uh, you smoke I, a thing I, that looks like a cigarette that's chantix I, I, I don't even know what chantix is so rest in peace ray i'm ray and i quit smoking with chantix I tried cold turkey, I tried the patch, they didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse harder blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. 
Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix.